God with us. Even in Advent, we confess that you can seem far away. You're hidden when we need you near. In our hurt, doubt, and fear, we don't try to draw closer to you. Instead, we lash out against you, against our neighbor, even those we love. Forgive us, we pray, and come to save us. Let your face shine until our tears are dried, our sins are faded, and our hope restored. After all, we belong to you, and in your hands we can be made new. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The grace of God, given to us in Christ Jesus, strengthens us to the end so that we may be blameless when Christ comes again. Thanks be to God who is faithful and has called us into the fellowship of the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today we come to the first Sunday of Advent and gather around this wreath for the first time. We will notice over the next the light growing and growing. And today we begin with the first candle. We light this first candle in hope. This candle burns like our desire for Christ, the fullness of God, to come close to us now. Hear this scripture from Isaiah 64. If only you would tear open the heavens and come down. Mountains would quake before you like fire igniting brushwood or making water boil. If you would make your name known to your enemies, the nations would tremble in your presence. When you accomplished wonders beyond all our expectations, when you came down, mountains quaked before you. From ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God but you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You look after those who gladly do right. They will praise you for your ways. But you were angry when we sinned. You hid yourself when we did wrong. All of us wither like a leaf. Our sins, like the wind, carry us away. No one calls on your name. 
No one bothers to hold on to you, for you have hidden yourself from us and have handed us over to our sin. But now, Lord, you are our father and our mother. We are the clay and you are our potter. All of us are the work of your hand. Don't rage so fiercely, Lord. Don't hold our sins against us forever, but gaze now on your people, all of us. Would you pray with me? Holy God, thank you for your hope. As the light grows on this wreath over the next four weeks, we ask that you would make us aware of the hope to focus on. A hope that takes action and does not just sit. Lord, be with us in this season of Advent. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen.
from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you don't know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you don't know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or at cock crow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is God's word to us. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Good and loving God, we come before your word once again and we come into another season of Advent, another season of waiting. God, I pray that as we wait on you and as we wait before your word, that you would transform us more into your likeness, that you would make us into your hands and feet so that we may go and build your kingdom in this world. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. The sermon title, Stay Woke, is taken from uh, the R&B artist and actress and all-around talented woman, Erica Badu, from a song I believe she wrote in the 90s called Master Teacher. I'd encourage you to go check it out. But in the song, she talks about how she's searching for a beautiful world. She's looking all around her and she just can't seem to find it. But she still is searching, even when, she says, even when preachers lie, even when the world seems to descend into chaos, even when things seem to be going kind of okay. She says, I still stay woke. I still keep awake. I still stay alert because I'm looking for a beautiful, beautiful world. I really like that image. I really like that phrase, stay woke. It's kind of been turned over in contemporary culture right now, and stay woke means something like be on the lookout for the truth that's under the truth, right? It's like the thing under the thing under the thing. And a good example might be when, you know, the media is telling you a certain story about a certain thing. It's really good to keep your ear attuned to the biases that the media might have, depending on what side of the aisle you might listen on. Stay woke has come to mean stay alert. Be aware of everything that is happening around you. Make sure that you are attuned to the truth of the world because there's always something going on 
underneath the surface. It's important to stay woke. I hope that I'm not skewing too old when I say this, but I think many of us have seen the movie The Wizard of Oz, or maybe you've read the book at some point. If you haven't seen the movie, and and for our purposes today, I want to say I am going to reference the movie, not the book. If you'd like to talk sometime about the differences between the book and the movie, I'd be I'd be happy to do that, but for our purposes today, we're speaking of the movie. In the movie, a tornado comes along and sweeps away this young woman named Dorothy, takes her from her native and home state of Kansas into this great and wonderful land of Oz. In this new land of Oz is full of wonderful, vivid colors and strange creatures and beings, and it's this really sort of wonderful looking place, but Dorothy, she really wants to get back home. She really wants to go back to her aunt and uncle's house. And so she sets off on this journey, and along the way, she finds a few friends to join her, a scarecrow, a tin man, and a cowardly lion. And together, they follow the yellow brick road in search of the most powerful wizard in the land named Oz. And their hope is that if they are able to come to meet Oz, Oz, with all of his magical powers as a magician, will be able to grant them their heart's desire. Oz will be able to send Dorothy home. Oz will be able to get the cowardly lion a little bit of courage. For the tin man, he might be able to provide a heart for the scarecrow some brains. And so they journey in search of hope. We all are kind of on a journey toward hope, aren't we? We all have things that we hope for. Some of us right now are hoping that a baby will finally arrive. It's, it's past the due date. It's, it's time. We're, we're ready. We're hoping she comes. Some of us are hoping for a kind of return to normalcy. We just want life to go back to the way it was before whatever happens, the pandemic, the political season, whatever it is, we hope to return to normal. Some of us are hoping for a vaccine as soon as possible. Some of us are hoping to return to church so we can be with our friends. Some of us are hoping that we don't catch this virus. Some of us are hoping that we can get through this holiday season. Some of us are hoping that we'll stop feeling sad. We hope for a lot of things. We look forward to things and That's good, and I think we should. Jesus and his disciples were walking out of the temple one day when one of the disciples turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, look how beautiful the temple is. Look how large these stones are. Look how ornate the columns are. Look how tall this building is. 
And I don't know if Jesus was in a bad mood. I don't know if he hadn't eaten lunch that day. I'm not sure if he didn't get a good night's sleep, but he kind of reacts to this in a, what I think is a kind of a strange way. And he turns to the disciple and he says, you think this is great? You think these walls are so large and you think these columns are so ornate? Well, I'm going to tell you this. All of this is going to be taken away one day. All of this is going to crumble and it won't be anything but a pile of dust. This that you see, this will be nothing. And this makes the disciples kind of curious naturally and they ask Jesus, they say, well, oh, goodness, we didn't know about that. I mean, Jesus, when is... When is that going to take place? What day or hour? How will we know when these things are going to come to pass? And this is my favorite answer from Jesus, maybe of any question he's asked in the Bible, because he, he sort of says to them, eh, I don't really know. I don't know when this is going to happen. I, no one knows. I mean, only God knows, really. I, I don't even know. But pay attention to things. You know, Jesus says, Pay attention. It's, it's, it's kind of like a fig tree. You know, in the spring when things are blooming and coming in, you know a fig tree is blooming because it has little buds and the branches become tender. And if it's blooming and budding, then you know it's spring. It's the same with winter. Jesus doesn't say this, but we know it's winter because it's, it's cold outside and it snows. Maybe the wind blows a little bit more than we're used to. There are signs of these things, and so Jesus says, pay attention. But the larger point that I think Jesus is getting at is that the disciples might be tempted to put their hope in the thing that has been built. This disciple who makes this offhanded comment about how beautiful the building is and how tall it is and how large the stones are, he might be tempted to put his hope in the built thing. And Jesus is really warning his disciples against this. He's saying, look, you don't want to do that because there's something else that God is doing. There's something else that's going on. So if you're putting your hope in the thing that can pass away, when it does pass away, it might take you with it. It might sweep you away. You might turn to dust along with the thing that you put your hope in. So keep watch. Stay alert. Stay woke. Because these things that you see, <laughs> they're going away. And the disciples might have turned to Jesus and said, yes, but Jesus, I mean, who could knock down these walls? They're so large. And even if they did knock them down, we've got enough money to rebuild them three times over. I mean, the temple's treasury is just filled with endowments and all of these things. I mean, it's never going to pass away. And Jesus might have said to them, yeah, but keep watch, stay alert. There's something else that's going on. You don't want to put your hope in the wrong things. You remember the end of the Wizard of Oz. And finally, they've, they've met the great and powerful Oz. It's, it's actually the second meeting. They meet Oz for the second time, and they've done what, 
what he's asked them to do, which is to get rid of the wicked witch of the West because she's causing all of this mess and all of this chaos. And so Dorothy and her friends have have gone to the wicked witch's lair and they've thrown water on her and she's melted and dissolved and they've taken her broom, they've brought it back to the great and powerful Oz and they've said, we brought you the broom, we want our hopes to be fulfilled, can you do it now? And the Wizard of Oz says to them, why don't you come back tomorrow? (laughs) Why don't you come back tomorrow? I don't really want to do it today. And then the little dog, Toto, gets a little curious, and you remember, he crawls under the curtain, and he sniffs out the wizard, and it turns out that the Wizard of Oz really isn't a wizard at all. He's just another guy from Kansas. He actually doesn't have magical powers. He actually can't really give them anything that they wanted. But in the movie, he does end up affirming them, you know. He says to the lion something really interesting. He says to the lion, look, I, I really can't give you courage, but look at all the courage you already have. I mean, all of the courageous acts it must have taken to go to defeat the wicked witch of the West and to protect Dorothy and all the friends. Look at how courageous you actually are. And then he takes a medal that says courage on it, and he pins it on his chest, and the lion feels affirmed and filled with courage. But it wasn't the wizard that gave him that courage. It had been in him all along. There are so many times that we put our hope into false things, into temporary things. We think that if we could just get maybe the next piece of technology that is going to save us from whatever it is or make us relevant. We think that if we get that technology, we'll get the other thing that we want. Sometimes we think that if we could just solve one problem in our house or in our lives, that will solve a whole host of other problems. Sometimes we think that if we could just get that one thing, it will make us feel better. If we could just return to normal if we could just have a vaccine, if we could just, whatever it is, we put our hope in these things that ultimately just pass away. But the great hope that we have, the thing that we wait on every single Advent, that we celebrate this waiting, is the coming king. The one who, when he comes, there will be no more crying, no more pain. There will be no more injustice, no more discrimination, no more poverty, no more suffering. We hope and we wait for that. At least we should. You know, it's really easy for us, especially in this season, as we've been waiting, it seems like, since March. 
It's really easy for us to put our hope in a vaccine, or for some of us, it's really easy for us to put our hope in another white man ascending to the most powerful throne in the world, and it's easy for us to put our hope in them because it's not like the last white man that ascended to that throne. But I think we're making a mistake if we put our hope in another president, in a vaccine, in all of these other things. Another president's not going to solve our problems. The vaccine isn't going to solve all of our problems because our hope isn't in the temporary comfort of right now. Our hope is somewhere far into the future. And yet somehow, right here and right now. Our hope is in Jesus who comes as an innocent child and is a victim of the violence of the state. Our hope is in the one who speaks truth to power no matter the consequences. Our hope is far beyond this moment in time. Or at least it should be. Friends, we've been given a gift of hope in Jesus. My question for us this holiday season is, what are we hoping for? Are we putting our hopes in this next president that's supposedly going to solve things and make things better? And hey, maybe it might be a little bit better, but are we putting our hope there? Are we putting our hope in a vaccine? Are we putting our hope that once we finally return to normal, we'll be able to do all the things we had planned to do? Or are we putting our hope and trust in Jesus? Are we putting our hope in the long, long goal of ending structural racism, eradicating poverty, building up the kingdom of God on earth so that all of God's children are without suffering and pain. Where are we putting our hope? Where are you putting your hope this holiday season? Let's pray. Good and loving God, thank you for your son. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. God, I pray that we would put our hope there not in tall, fancy, ornate buildings that one day will fall down and turn into dust, not in endless resources that promise to keep us alive forever, but God, that we would place our hope in you, the one who calls us children, the one who calls us beloved, the one who promises to one day end our suffering and pain. Oh God, fill us with hope during the season of Advent. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
pray today for those who look to you for healing and hope. For those who are sick or recuperating from illness and injury. For the ones who are lonely and need companionship and care. For those whom this holiday season brings up feelings of sorrow and pain. For those whose deep sadness overshadows joy. Lord, let your face shine upon us. God, we ask that you would renew your spirit in a world grown weary with waiting and hope. Especially we pray for wars to end, pandemics to cease, for hunger, poverty, and racism to be crowded out by abundance and reconciliation. We pray, too, for the church, because we also grow weary in our waiting and watching for your power and glory to be made known. Grant us clarity, passion, and true fellowship so that we might be awake to your presence. Let your face shine upon the church and all this weary world. We pray in the name of the one born in a manger, who taught us what waiting was for. We pray together the prayer he taught us, saying, Thy kingdom come. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Well, friends, we um, just have a few announcements for you here. We have uh, ceased to do our in-person worship at this time. The pandemic is uh, growing worse. Numbers are up. And so to keep everyone safe, we're actually asking that you stay home. We will continue to offer uh, virtual services, and um, we will keep you updated on when we can return to in-person worship. Uh, we have also canceled our Christmas on Fort Street event, which is uh, which was scheduled for December 5th, I believe, and so that is canceled and now off, and um, we'll keep you updated on maybe other events that we could do in place of that. So, We are in this time continuing to keep our doors open for the Open Door program, and Trish Hubble and her team have done an incredible job at making sure that that is done in a safe way, despite these rising numbers and providing services that are needed on days of the week where other services can't be found in the area. And so she has started some new programs and brought back some old ones, including soup on Mondays for folks that are hungry. And we are so grateful for her. She continues to look for volunteers for some very specific tasks as we welcome people into the space in a spread out and safe way. If you are interested in volunteering, we encourage you to reach out or to find the volunteer form on our website. We also are looking for volunteers to continue to step in and help with some of the new technology so that we can continue to reach out to folks for worship and for other things as we welcome one another, even from home. Friends, we want to remind you that we are, we are finishing our stewardship campaign and that pledges are due actually next Sunday, uh, December 6th. And I just want to say, I, I had a few people call me this week and say, hey, we didn't get a stewardship um, package in the mail, which uh, was, you know, unfortunate. But if, if you're one of those people, if you did not receive a stewardship letter along with a pledge card and all of that, please, please give the office a call. Give me a call. Call Sarah. And we will update your address and uh, get a letter out to you as soon as possible. Again, those pledges are due next Sunday, uh, December 6th. We can receive them late, though, as well, if, if you don't get it in time. Uh, we do want to remind you, too, that you can give online. If you go to www.fortstreet.org backslash give, uh, we do have a link there, and you can set it up and automate it. So you could actually just set however much you want to give weekly, monthly, uh, or however uh, frequently, and you can just forget about it, which is a great thing. Well, as we are entering into Advent today, we do want to invite you to participate in the celebration of this season in a few different ways. We're not able to gather. I know last year people gathered in different homes and had wonderful Advent recognition that way. This year we're doing something different because it is a different time. We do have a devotional we would love to share with you that is called Home for the Holidays that comes from friends of ours from St. John's Presbyterian Church in San Francisco, and it offers four devotionals to do at home by yourself, with your family, over the phone perhaps, with loved ones, however you would like to do it, and to light your own candles. So we have that available. You can get it over the email and download it. We're also happy to send you a printed copy. Watch for ways to participate in that. And for activities coming as well to engage the entire family around practices of Advent. We hope that you will join us and that you'll share your experiences with us, that you'll post about it on social media and that we can continue to feel like a community celebrating together even though we are spread apart. Yeah. Just a reminder too that we do have coffee hour following worship today and Zoom and so 
Uh, please join us for that. We would love, love to see you. Is that it? I think so. Oh, it's time for a blessing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, friends, as you go, I pray that you wouldn't put your hope in things that can fall down and crumble and turn into dust. Pray that you would put your hope and trust in Jesus, the one who will reign forever and ever. And as you go, may you know that God does see you. May you know that God is smiling down upon you, and may you know that you are loved and that your life truly matters. Amen.